0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America
1: NA, member FDIC. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to Madam Magenta and the Arcati Killer, Chapter... What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's
0: going to, t- to take a lot of time to put in the podcast uh, uh, directory, isn't it? It's going to be a very long title. What,
1: well, the whoa, whoa, whoa? There's a lot
0: of woes in there. I mean, you couldn't possibly have it without that, could you? Because that's part of the song.
1: No, no, exactly. Yeah. Put in the correct amount. Of... I will
0: put the correct amount right. as written of whoa, whoa, whoa. So
1: this chapter doesn't have much uh, dialogue, I'm afraid, Bernard. Oh. So my gums are going to get very dry. So as soon as they do,
0: you can take over. All right, All right. I'll step in.
1: All right, let's start. No wonder craftwork is back in fashion, I think to myself as I accidentally inhale a waft of glue gun vapours. Very relaxing. I'm sticking sequins onto various scraps of fabric in preparation for Halloween, which is only two weeks away. Oh, I love Halloween! It's just so lucrative and getting more and more so with each passing year. God bless the Americans who have infected us with their competitively consumerist approach to dressing up. People don't make their own costumes anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. True sexy costuming can only be made out of polyester by a company that don't give two poops about quality. And I'm more than happy to fill that niche. I'm not entirely suggesting that I provide a terrible service, though. After all, my customers seemed pretty happy with the products sent out last Halloween. In fact, this year, I have repeat customers, almost entirely unprecedented. Do you want to take over, Bernard? Off you go. All
0: right. Last year was the first time I introduced my sexy costumes and accessories on my online store, and I'm so glad I did. It's so much easier than my previous product line, which was witchy paraphernalia for the occult hobbyist or alternative lifestyle weirdo. My customer base used to consist solely of lonely teenagers and the folk goth community. They all wanted the same things. Troubled youths, hippies, and Satan worshippers have a lot of aesthetic overlap when it comes to incense, candles, and leather waistcoats. They could also be bloody demanding, insisting on organic this, natural products that, blah, blah, blah. You expect that sort of thing from a bunch of Heal the World New Agers, but as for the Goths, surely Satan would prefer clothes stitched in the sweatshops and plastic tat made from petrochemicals, but there you go. Maybe Satan isn't that bad after all. Maybe he's just the victim of terrible PR, like the Labour Party in the last 10 years. I mean, we can make that sort of 15 years now, can't we? Yes, because this book uh,
1: is from 2015.
0: Yes, yes. Yes. I, I mean, who in God's name gave Gordon Brown media training? David Cameron in a mask? These are very dated jokes, aren't they? (laughs) Like a time capsule. And why didn't Ed Miliband just embrace the fact that he looked like a Wallace and Gromit character? If he'd released a party political broadcast animated by the Aardman Studios, he'd have been Prime Minister in no time.
1: Oh, I wish we'd had Ed Miliband. This this will mean nothing to our American listeners. Oh, he was lovely. He was great. He was perfectly fine. He's still lovely. Come back, Ed. Anyway, I digress. As I was saying, prior to concentrating on the Halloween costume market, I had to provide a Natural, homemade feel to all my products, as if everything has been crafted on a loom from inside a stone circle. To get that authentic feel, I had to take a tea bag and a hammer to most of my stock before I could mail it out. Whereas my Halloween customers want the polar opposite, shiny synthetic materials and not much of it either. Indeed, I could fit most of my costumes into a small envelope, and yet the cheapest thing I currently offer costs 30 quid. It's Magenta's super sexy puss in boots, pair of ears, black knickers, nipple tassels made out of cat food containers, boots not included. Raw materials and labor, one pound 50. Profit margin and appearance of costume, obscene, marvellous. Though I must admit, last year it was rather odd handing out sweeties to trick-or-treating kiddies on Halloween night, aware that adults across the country were busy having it off while wearing my products. I'm not judging them, of course. Freedom and democracy means having the choice to waggle our bits about after all. Having said that, this year I've started popping free gifts into the packages before I send them off, mostly condoms and information pamphlets I've picked up from the gum clinic. Nothing wrong with giving the boys and girls a gentle nudge in the right direction, is there? What can I say? I've got a teenage daughter. It gives one a disastrous sense of responsibility. I sigh and cut an easy access hole under the tail of a leopard print onesie. As I do so, my mind drifts to what I might do with my Halloween income. You can take over now, Bernard. All right.
0: Bernie and I could go on a lovely holiday off the proceeds. The earliest we can go is the 31st. I could ring Bernard's work and book some time off without telling him, and then surprise him with tickets. It's his 50th birthday soon. It'd be so lovely for us to unwind together and forget the dramas of the previous year. In fact, maybe it'd be a good opportunity to get everything off my chest. He might take it better if I tell him when he's half blitzed on cocktails and sunstroke. Is this a
1: bit weird, you reading this bit?
0: It's a very interesting insight into your thoughts, <laughs> I'll promise never to hide anything from him ever again and he'll be terribly understanding and then we'll eat calamari and laugh heartily in the style of saga holiday models and we'll swim in the ocean although I'm not keen on swimming and I don't like getting my turban wet and then we'll probably get bored and end up at a local market buying leather goods and wondering if there's something wrong with us because we find holidays utterly tedious but at least we won't have to wear a jumper for a week. How nice. I'll book it today.
1: I hesitate in the middle of attaching a neon fabric arrow onto the crotch of a sexy construction worker costume. Something is twitching at the edges of my awareness. Something is demanding my attention. My spidey sense is detecting a disturbance in the force. Twitch, twitch, twitch. Uh Uh-oh, I put the costume down and wait. Twitch. I pick up the glue gun, paying close attention to the psychic quivering. My holiday plans suddenly seem constructed of moonlight, a dream of a simpler existence. I'm not just jumping to conclusions, either. The last time my third eye started twitching like this, my dead ex-husband Derek appeared in the dining room, and I ended up breaking into a Swiss bank. Derek, I whisper, filled with dread, is that you? Derek? I wait. Derek, I repeat, senses on high alert. The intangible fluttering remains, so fragile that you could easily dismiss it as imagination or too much caffeine or an upset stomach. Hang on. I turn my focus inward, probing delicately with my sixth sense. As if on cue, my intestines gurgle and the eerie sense of expectancy takes on a more mundane hue. Thank God for that I exhale with relief. Esoteric and digestive stirrings are very easy to confuse, especially when one has been a little stressed. I get up and head to the bogs for some quality me time, grabbing my smartphone en route so I can start researching last minute holiday deals. A smile of happy anticipation spreading across my fizzog. Note, the smile of happy anticipation is about the holiday, not the bowel movement. Uh, Second note. After all, you can't know the quality of a movement before it happens, can you? Happy anticipation of a bowel movement would be evidence of an optimistic nature, and no one has ever accused me of that. Uh, there's another note here. Realistic, bordering on pessimistic, that's me. I find that if you habitually expect things to be a hassle, it's a wonderful surprise when they're not. It's the equivalent of routinely giving yourself marvellously unexpected gifts and if something is indeed a pain in the arse, as you expected, then you at least get to feel a glow of satisfaction that you were right. Whereas it seems to me that optimism is just setting yourself up for crippling disappointment, time and time again. It wouldn't surprise me if the angriest, most beaten down assholes you meet were once apple-cheeked optimists, their once ludicrously high expectations lying in tattered pieces around the shell of their dreams. Why do that to yourself? Ridiculous. Oh, there's another note here. As it turns out, my movement was fine, better than I expected, and as such, borderline pleasant. See, as a life philosophy and coping technique, pessimism works every time. Maybe I should write a self-help manual. Lower your expectations. The universe doesn't owe you anything. And that's that's on that, the end, that's of, the the end of the chapter. I think
0: maybe we should do. What a an- note to end on. <laughs> we should probably do another chapter.
1: Well, the next chapter is called Whoa, 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 Whoa.
0: Oh, what is it? Is it a continuation oh, of that's the song? Oh, very clever. It's a continuation of the song. Yes. All right. No, I'm very clever. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry about the murder into your favourite podcast app. Ah, Bello You are very good, right? So
1: there you get to do some you get to do some eldris.
0: Oh all right. Oh God. Oh, yeah, that that's that difficult Scottish accent, the gruff Scottish accent. Yes.
1: The front door always rings when you're on the loo, doesn't it? Or am I always on the loo? Or do I head to the loo when I sense someone is coming to the door? Anyway, I've got no patience for philosophising. Whoever it is will just have to wait. Hmm, I wonder if we're too old for Disneyland Paris. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the cat, did you hear that? Yes, the cat just
0: jumped up onto the desk for and almost say. turned off the recording. The Stupid day.
1: familiar. I wonder if we're too old for Disneyland Paris, I think, as I scroll through their website. They say you're never too old, but they would, wouldn't they? I doubt you get many oxygenarians on Space Mountain the doorbell rings again. Christ alive! Can't I get any peace around here? I'm coming, I roar, getting up. It better not be a Jehovah's Witness, or I'll force them to have a cup of tea with me so I can tell them a few home truths about angels. Awful creatures. I have a guardian angel that I haven't seen in yonks. Some guardian he is. Out the way, Dave, I say, looping my foot around his little chest and moving him away from the front door, which he's barking at with great excitement and bravado. I undo the latch, thinking, maybe we should aim big. And go for Disney World Florida. I'd have to sell a lot of glittery thongs to get us that far, of course. But it's not entirely out of the bounds of...
0: Hello, Magenta. Eldris rasps
1: as I open the door. I slam it back in his face without saying a word. And then just stand there, mouth open, processing the horror. Eldris, here! At my
0: house! Magenta! Eldris shouts, his looming bulk visible through the frosted glass. Open up. There's no point hiding. It's the man you sometimes... Oh, no, that's Dave's voice. Oh, that's Dave, isn't it? Yes, all Dave's right. the. Dave's the dog. Dave is the dog. Yes. I see. I got confused because of the paragraph. <sighs> it's the man you sometimes smell of, from the greasy potato place. Oh, boy, I will scare him off and lick his face.
1: Dave communicates. Hush, Dave, I admonish shakily, lacking anything constructive
0: to do, still rooted on the spot. Don't be frightened, Mum. He smells like a good boy.
1: Dave reassures me, still uttering guttural barks at the closed door. He'd probably love Eldris's scent. He probably reeks of criminal activity. Let him in. Dave insists, tail wagging furiously, nose shoved into the crack between door and wall. Open up. Eldris leans on the bell.
0: Come on, don't make this difficult. You're not in any trouble. Yeah,
1: right. Oh God. I open the door slowly, half expecting to be immediately seized and put in handcuffs. But Eldris just folds his arms and looks at me. I peer around him but he seems to be alone he nods a greeting and i nod back cool as the proverbial oh the cat's now scratching at the she's
0: scratching bloody at it, carpet at the rug again stop it stop it you little shit i mean how much familiar work does she do oh, does she really earn her keep i'm still around waiting here? to be honest mm.
1: she hasn't communicated anything interesting
0: no. stop it can you hear that through the mic well sort of i'm not entirely no, sure no she's stopped now She's
1: stopped already. And then, the transparent shade of a late middle-aged lady appears over his left shoulder. You're going to have to do a new voice, burner. Oh, right. I think this is Gaynor.
0: Oh, this is Gaynor, right.
1: Yes. Hello. The spectre coos, something weird balanced on her head. A chicken? Is that a chicken? Or a ghost chicken? I slam the door again.
0: Magenta, what the hell are you playing at? Eldris
1: booms, and this time he rattles the door handle. To no avail, it's on the latch. Maybe I could sneak out the back.
0: I'll just keep coming back, Magenta. You cannae avoid me, and maybe next time I'll charge you with obstruction, eh? What about that? Or we could just have a chat now and get this over with. He waits, I think. Your call,
1: he adds. Dave briefly desists yapping and looks at me quizzically. He can't understand why I wouldn't invite the nice-smelling man in. The nice-smelling man who appears to have a ruddy ghost with him. Here's a myth. Dogs are sensitive to the spirit world and will kick up a stink when in proximity to a non-living entity. Wrong! While it's true that dogs are aware of spirits, they have absolutely zero interest in them. Ghosts do not exude any sort of scent, you see. They lack any colour or life, quite literally, and consequently it's the equivalent of getting stuck next to boring Kevin at the Christmas party. So if your dog suddenly barks hysterically at thin air, don't worry, it's not a ghost. He's probably just a nutter. Unless, of course, a ghost actually floats through the dog, chilling him to the bone. They don't like that. It's as if boring Kevin has just had the audacity to put his clammy hand on your knee under the table. You'd tell him where to stick it, wouldn't you? None of this explains why there's a ghost with Eldris. And why did it greet me? Ghosts don't do that. Ghosts do not engage with humans. Apart from that incident last year with Derek when I got embroiled in a waking nightmare. But that was very unusual. It had never happened before, and it hasn't happened since. Until now. <sighs> I unlatch the door and push it open with some force. Come in then, the both of you, I snap, spinning on my heel and heading back into the house. I'll put the kettle on. I'm not answering any questions until I've got a tea in front of me.
0: There we go. Well, there we go. There's another little chapter. And this is interesting because we've brought together all three threads now.
1: Yes! We... Eldris, who's had his own chapter, yes. who's had his own chapter, and Magenta, who is the star.
0: Did you say Gaino?
1: No, did I? It <laughs>
0: sounded like you said Gano. Gaino. Gainor. Gay-no.
1: Maybe it's the shortened form of Gaynor. Gaynor! <laughs> you know, like John is the, Jack is the shortened
0: version of John. That's true. Yes. yes. May, so so Gaynor, as she's known to her friends, Ganor <laughs> yes. Gaynor on official reports.
1: Yes. Well, Nor is very old-fashioned, isn't it? Yes. Who it says is. Nor anymore? Gaynor. This nor that.
0: You say. Uh, n- that's true. Yes. yes. Yeah. Neither so, this nor that.
1: Yes. Whereas uh, so maybe Gaynor, Gaynor. would be updated to Gaynor. <laughs> yes.
0: Anyway, they're all here. <laughs>
1: Right, anyway, yes. Well, that was exciting. Yes. Yes. Who knows
0: where the twists and turns of the story so will So surely,
1: lead us like. surely our audience will come back next week to find out what's next in the story. Although, uh, according to the the stats that we often look at, the listener download stats, it's happening again, isn't it?
0: Oh, yes, they're all over the place.
1: Yes, people are listening more to chapters, some, like chapter four... Or something.
0: Chapter is really hot with the fans. Yes.
1: Then they have listened to chapters one, two, or three. So how the hell? How the hell are they understanding what's going on?
0: No, they must just be sort of sitting there rocking back and forth, blinking slowly and just smiling vacantly.
1: Well, that is my audience, isn't it?
0: Well, it yeah, is. It's my demographic. We, well there we are. Maybe we've solved that problem.
1: Yes. Alright. Anyway, yes, uh, so uh you will listen to us next week. You will? Yes. Goodbye.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. How much do you know about cryonic preservation? Cryonic preservation? The preservation of human beings at extreme low temperature. You mean like, like uh, Walt Disney? I swear to God, if you say anything about Walt Disney's frozen head, I'm hanging up this phone right now never heard of the Red Valley Seabolt until I just told you. I swear, you swear. Could you take your hand off my knee? Look, Warren, if they're sending the would not new boy looking for Red Valley, it'll be for a reason. Trust me, people are losing their lives in this company. We pulled
1: him out too soon. He is awakening exactly as we planned. He's dying on me.
0: We're all murderers here. brian you, me, that doorman probably. Guy on the corner there with a the neck tattoo. I bet he's killed someone. Would you like to cut his head off? I'm sorry. The sword is funny. Gordon, why are you sharing this stuff with me? Why are you smiling? I don't know. I smile when things get awkward. Get in your golden bullet, pick me up. You want to go to Red Valley? You want to go to Red Valley. Red Valley.
1: Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley is available on all podcast providers. Do you want to continue?